This is the audio version of Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. A weekly live podcast covering the latest headlines in con culture and entertainment news, and hosted by the Englishman himself, Leonard Sultana. This is Series 4, Episode 5, broadcast on the 4th of September, 2016. And in this show, we have not one, but two live convention reports, both from the East Coast. First up, we have Michael P., who beams in from the very hectic and manic Dragon Con event in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we head up a little up the ways to New York for the inaugural Star Trek Mission Convention organized by Repop. As part of that report, we talked to Repop Global Brand Director Brian Stevenson about what it's taken to put on the show, as well as looking to the future of Star Trek and the convention experience. Talking Comic-Con is part of an EnglishmanInSanDiego.com, encouraged by the generous donations of its fans and followers. Join the family and keep up to date with the latest updates by supporting at Patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Len Sultana. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Each week from 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT, we talk everything about San Diego Comic Con, um, con culture, and all the pop culture that uh, surrounds uh, all the uh, these events that are happening across the globe. Heaven knows that this weekend is a very busy one, considering uh, we have... Um, and, uh, NICE, I want to actually dif- differentiate the two, between the two events. There's NICE, which is taking place uh, this weekend here in the UK, which I believe is in Norfolk. Um, it's ICE next week, which is the International Comic Expo. We spoke to Shane Chebsey last week. Um, you've also got in the States, you've got uh, Star Trek Mission. You've got Dragon Con. You've got Heroes and uh, Villains. You've also got in uh, Canada, you've got Fan Expo. Hopefully, we're going to be having live um, interaction and live reports from two of those cons, which is why I'm now going to just go to my other window and um, invite one of them in. So it's uh, we're definitely looking for Michael P to join us, who's uh, going to hopefully uh, give us a report from DragonCon, which is very much um, it's a, it seems like a convention on steroids, which is absolutely brilliant. Very very big for um, cosplayers. Uh, so uh, what I'll do is I'll just uh, send an invite because all of these people are joining us on mobile data. So I'm trying to make sure that they're not going to bleed out of their uh, their data resources. So if you can bear with us. Either that or we can go to any of our others because, like I say, I know that uh, Alyssa is on standby. She's going to be joining us. Uh, hopefully Brian Stevenson is going to be uh, with him as well. So if I... Uh, just also send a, a little bit of a, a shunt to Michael. Just uh, let him know that we're ready to have a chat with him. Don't forget, if there's anything that you do want us to talk about on today's show, do head to the uh, chat room of the uh, the event of uh, on the YouTube uh, page and let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about. Um, there's plenty, plenty to talk about. And as it happens, uh, straight away, launching into it, we have Michael P. who's joining us. Hello, Michael. How are you, sir? <laughs> a little frustrated. Uh, well, I, I could imagine. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, let's just uh, turn up the volume a little bit. Oh. Hello. And we've got Alyssa as well, who's peaking early. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I mean, I know that um, you, you're okay for data. But uh, let's uh, talk Dragon Con first. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, whereabouts are you within the um, the convention centre? Or okay. in uh, where is it? Where's it held? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I just want to show you this cover, and the cover art on this is amazing. I actually talked to the artist. It's actually I, I posted a picture of him on Facebook. But right now, take a look. This is the Marriott. I'm going to leave it on um, on portrait for just a bit, just to give you a feel for this for this hotel. Right. Take a look at this. All right, look at the people. This is this is the primary host hotel. There are, like, I think four host hotels. There's the Marriott Marquis. There's the Hyatt Regency. There's the Hilton, the Sheraton, and the Westin. That's five. Okay. So there are actually, yeah, five hotels. Okay. But anyway, this is, a, this is the most packed, obviously. And uh, this is Party Central. 
and apparently, you know, at night, uh, these the people here, the, instead of nerds, you, you think maybe they're footballers or something, you know? Yeah, so it, it, it is it is like a crazy here. And if you look down there, too, can you see those? Do you see all the, the, the cost, people in costumes coming up? Yeah. I don't know if you can see it or, or not, but... Let me, see, let me just check something real quick. Right I, I did quite like, there was, there was a joke uh, on Twitter earlier, uh, basically stating that um, the one thing about Dragon Con is the queues for the escalators are actually longer than the queues to get into the panel rooms. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, well, the, yeah, the queues are real, you know, the, the lines for the escalators are real bad. Um, I'm going to walk around, try to walk around really slowly, but they've got some great cosplay here. It's, it's just really incredible. Now again, the only the only really bad part is you know that it's it, it's kind of in the hotels and the rooms are not as big. Um, you know, there's no ballroom, there's no ballroom twenty, no hall H. Nothing it's all it's, it's, it's all it's all down to the capability of the of the hotel itself. So you took it. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, and, and they're actually. I mean, take a look at the costumes. I'm just standing here. Look at all the number of costumes that have just walked by since I've been standing here. Right? It's just. It really is incredible, and they're really good. These are really good costumes. I'm going to slowly walk around, uh, so you guys don't get weirded out. <laughs> but, um, and you know, the great thing about Dragon Con is what they do is they actually have an orientation for people who are new to uh, the Dragon Con. We didn't do it because we didn't get here in time. But like the day before, they'll do. Um, you know, Thursday, they'll have, like, walking tours to, to take everyone around to show them where everything is. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It, it really is. Brilliant. It's really, really. And the, and, and the fans, you know, this is all fan stuff, so. So, I mean, and then the great is you see the kids, the parents with the kids. The kids and the parents have matching, like, costumes or something. One can be the villain, and one is the uh, is the hero or something. It, it's really great and stuff. So... <laughs> I mean, have you seen? Are you guys seeing the costumes? We are. I mean, the one thing that I've kind of w worked out about Dragon Con, it's very much, it's very cosplay heavy. But also, when I've read about Dragon Con in the past, it's almost, it, it also seems very adult orientated. It's very much um, kind of like, uh, it's almost like a convention after a two drink minimum. It's very, <laughs> it's very, it can get very rowdy. But like you say, there seems to be a lot of, um, lots of families there. Is that is that right? Uh huh. Well, take a look at this one over here. Look, 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 look how cute this is. <laughs> okay, what we're seeing on screen, just for the audio version, uh, we've got oh. a very baby Ray uh, pushing uh -huh. around, uh -huh. pushing around a BB-8, BB-8 um, luggage trolley. <laughs> oh, she's oh, getting, yeah. she's being very bolshy oh, for yeah. a Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her, yeah, her mother is kind of like saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> And everyone's eating pizza. I, I've never seen so many pizza eaters. Uh, <laughs> as I walked over here, too. Oh, by the way, I saw Gareth Lloyd, uh, you know, uh, Yanto from Torchwood on the way over here. I should have said hi and should have taken a picture of him, but I didn't. So, but I, I have to say this. It's like they've done a lot to, you know, to get people up to speed on what's going on. Uh, it's very user-friendly. Um, it's just, it's, it's way different from, from San Diego Comic-Con. You know, it's, they're just different. They're, you can't compare the two of them, you know. So, to me, you know, you go you go to each one for something different. They have way more stars at San Diego. There's just no way fans and butts about it. Way more stars there. Let's let's flip round for a second. Let's have a a, a chat with yourself. Okay. There oh, we I go. I meant to show you my hat. I meant to show you my hat too. Can you see it? Yeah. Remember the Remember can't. Remember the can't. Remember the can't. <laughs> if, you know, because remember, I told you about The Expanse. That's my favorite show in the world. And so I, I picked up this hat at Comic-Con. And if, if you're watching the show, you'll know what it's, what it's about. It's, remember the camp. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been talking sort of like beforehand about the show and about the, the live report. And we were talking about the, um, the content. And like you say, it's very cosplay heavy. Um, and it's um, lots of celebration in terms of people coming together as fans. But what is there in terms of actual content? Is that what's there in terms of um, uh, artist rooms, panels? What's that? What's that kind of thing oh, like? Oh my god! I went to the ar artist. Uh, it's under. It's, I can't remember. It's, it's underneath here. No, it's the, underneath the other hotel. Um, no, the artist uh, alley. Um, all right. First of all, they have two, a giant building 
four floors for the vendors. Four floors. Okay, and that's just, it's incredible walking through that place. It's just unreal. And then they have the artists, um, the, the artists downstairs in one of the hotels. I can't remember which one it is right now. I think it was a Hyatt region. No, it wasn't Hyatt. I think it was this one. But that, that you know, that room, oh, the artists, it was really incredible. It's so easy to walk around it. You talk to the artists. I actually talked to the artist who designed the cover for uh, the Dragon Con book, the 30th anniversary, the one I showed you at the beginning. Just just to remind you what it looks like, this one yep. right here. I talked to the artist who designed it, and he's actually did the concept art for a couple of films, Guardian of the Galaxy, some other films too. So, I mean, his work is well known. Cool. Who's Who's been the artist that have kind of like, or the guests that have jumped out at you this time around? Honestly, remember, there's no, there are no big stars. I mean, you know, there are a few stars here. I went to the Dark Matter panel. I love that. Those guys are hilarious. And, of course, Charlie Potts and, and uh, Daredevil. Okay, I'm a Charlie Potts fan. And I'm not as bad. It, 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 and I think Alyssa, she, I think Alyssa watches uh, Geeking Out. And I think um, Kevin Smith said <laughs> a rather adult thing about <laughs> talking to Charlie Potts. I'm, I'm not quite that bad, but I'm almost that bad, i got to admit. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie Cox is amazing. He was hilarious. He was funny. He was entertaining. Um, it, it was just great. And then and then the cast from Dark Matter, all those guys were just, I mean, they, they seemed like they actually enjoyed each other's company, and they just kept joking, and having, I think they were having a great time. Because they were having a great time, we had a great time. Cool. So, And then I went to see authors, too. I, I, I love authors, and that's the reason why I go. The authors or for um, or the showrunners, and so here's the authors. Very few showrunners here, um, but authors, plenty. It, I, I mean, I think this is something that's kind of off the back of most um, conventions that we've been doing reports on. Just how busy the Sundays are nowadays. Well, remember, you know, we're on a, a, a four-day weekend here, so. Or three-day weekend, I'm sorry, three-day weekend. Oh, uh, because so, of, uh, yes, you know, of Labor Day, yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, Labor Day tomorrow, so that makes it easy for people to show up here. So, you know, our Sunday is going to be tomorrow, Monday. But, you know, so this is kind of, this is not a Saturday. Oh, my God, the uh, um, the crowd for the uh, parade. Oh, oh, my God, that was wicked. Oh, that was wicked. And this place was so crowded yesterday, you know. But uh, as you can tell, it's... <laughs> It's not exactly empty now, right? No, it's not. Certainly not. So, okay, um, and you've been to see around the artist alley. I mean, have you been able to attend any panels at all? Which ones have you been to uh, to get to oh, see? Yeah. I went to a panel this morning already, and I, the one this morning was a fan panel. I went to uh, the Fantasy um, Writers, and uh, that was good. Oh, my God, that was those guys are great. I love the Fantasy Authors. Those are amazing. So mainly it's been the Fantasy Authors. I, You know, oh, I'm... I need to tell you guys this. They do what's called tracks here, okay? And then, so, for instance, like tomorrow, I'm going to be on a panel for a sci-fi, you know, sci-fi genre track, okay? Or, no, genre TV track. There's there's fantasy, uh, there's sci-fi and fantasy, fantasy, military sci- sci-fi. It's, it just goes all over. It's the huge, it's like 30 tracks or something, maybe not 30, 45 tracks or something, or whatever, but they, they emphasize those specific things, and then what you do is you can attend those panels, or obviously other panels, but, you know, they're very specific. And it's well, so so the, 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 panels, the panels don't overlap. They kind of, like, flow into each other. Well, the panels are very, they tend to be very specific to a specific type of genre or subject, i.e. anime, uh, uh, military sci-fi. Uh, they have one called Brit Trap. Uh, by the way, uh, Brit Track, okay? So, and, and then they have, you know, the uh, Whedon Universe, they had uh, Doctor Who, so they have these different tracks. The panels go from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. Uh, the other thing I've kind of been hearing as well, that it's a very late show, if anything, for the guests. Yes. Just as, as a, it's very much party central. It, 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 they started at 10 in the morning, and they, they always say, thank you for showing up at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> these, I'm not lying. I mean, I, 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 I had a friend who, who I won't mention was out at uh, 1 o'clock the other night, and, and the streets were crowded at 1 o'clock, and people were looking for another party. So I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, some people stayed up late. 
Excellent stuff. Um, so just to get a sense of the lay of the land, you were talking about the, the fact that it, the, there's various hotels that, um, that host it. How many hotels actually host Dragon Con? Is it four? Okay. I think five, because we have the Marriott Marquis, we have the Hyatt Regency, we have the Hilton, we have the Sheraton, and we have the Westin. So that's five hotels, and they're huge, as you can tell from, you know, this little... Okay. The thing that kind of scares me there, then is because of the way that hotels do like to take advantage of us convention-goers. They like to charge accord accordingly. Um, is it an expensive con to attend? No. And, and Leonard, the, I'm glad you asked that question because they do something very wonderful here. They have what they have called Legacy, all right? And if you stayed at the hotel this year, as you get ready, if you check out on Monday, late Monday, uh, you can actually go to the hotel and, and rebook for next year. So that you know, they'll allow you to book for next year. But of course, you know, it's obviously non-refundable. But you know, I mean, it makes it a, it's better than hotel, you know, Armageddon, you know, our hotel apartments. <laughs> and so that's really good. And actually, you can start, like for instance, I'm staying at the Westin. Uh, starting on Tuesday at the Westin, Tuesday morning, I can actually call a number and book the Westin for next year. Wow. I also like the convenience as well of having your hotel room. The panel rooms are in the hotels. It's all just within walking distance, and you don't even have to go outside if you don't necessarily need to. It's just, it's all, I like that. I think that's really kind of cool. Well, it's really good. It's really good, but i got to tell you that it's nice because that heat here and the humidity is wicked. But now, having said that, you know, the people who've got to, you know, if they want to go from, you know, from different panels to panels or different tracks to different tracks, if they've got to move to different, uh, go up to hotels, I mean, it, it's not it's, it's not a great distance, but some of it's uphill. And if you're wearing a costume, and you know, um, and, and you know, and God bless these women that can wear heels in this heat and, and, and this and but you know, that's kind of wicked on them. I got to tell you, that's wicked on them. It's got to be. I mean, just the amount of people that's moving around this hotel, just from what I'm seeing here on on screen, it's just you know, immense. It's, it's just it's, it really is. It's just incredible. The amazing part about it, of course, you, you, you know, the good part about it is, is considering the heat and the number of people, the number of tempers that flare is really, really small. I think if this is were any other environment, I, uh, you know, i.e. football players, you know, or sports people, I don't know that we people would be this calm <laughs> in this heat, to be perfectly honest. It's just really exciting. I know it's it's what it's um, twenty past one for you um, at, at, in Atlanta. Um, what's kind of on your track for the rest of the day? Um, I've got to talk. To, I've got to talk to my partner in crime and see what she's up to. Um, I've got a schedule. Oh, oh, by the way, I've got to say this: they've got the best app ever. Their app is so. I wish everybody would learn from them how to do an app. Their app is so good, Leonard. It is so so good. With the maps and everything else, and the tracks, and then you can do the search on the uh, specific person that you want to see. I just—they actually—they know what they're doing. They—they they really do know what they're doing. You know? Cool. So I, I just—I have to give them kudos on that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna look at my schedule because I gotta tell you, there's so much going on. It's—it's it's just too hard to to figure out out. So I—I I, I uploaded my schedule, so I just check my schedule to see where I'm supposed to be next. Well, I mean, we'll we'll kind of let you get off and enjoy the rest of your, your con. Uh, but thank you very much indeed for doing this. Really, really appreciate it. Sure. So, I mean, is it going to be a late night for you tonight, or um, are you going to be taking it a little bit steady? Are you one of these people that takes it steady on an evening? It depends. If I'm invited to a party, if I'm invited to a party, I'll go out and party. But, you know, just to walk around and drink, eh, I've done that, you know. <laughs> and I'm not 30 anymore. You know, I've done well, that. If you if you're invited to a party, it's rude not to go, right? Ooh, are you kidding? If I'm invited to the party and there are free adult beverages, I am your best friend in the world. <laughs> I am your best friend in the world. Then. So I'll tell you what, yeah. one more time, if you can just give us a, a one last sweep of the hotel and just sort of let us see one uh, last yeah. uh, glimpse of, or certainly of the, uh, it's, it just looks absolutely. I mean, I know you. I, I've been saying bedlam. But to be honest, from the way you're describing it, it just seems really kind of controlled chaos. I'm loving well, it. it. Is. And, and I've got to give a, a shout-out to the, the, the staff at the Marriott and to their security. They've done an excellent job. I mean, 
they're around here and they're very quietly keeping things in order, but you can't even tell they're doing it. But look, look at how things are kind of flowing. I mean, it's just, it's constantly moving, right? It's lots of people, but it's always moving. And the stat, the stat here, see, did you see that? She was trying to go the wrong way and he, and he stopped her. Just nicely. That's, yeah, that's what they're here for. I mean, they're doing a really, really outstanding job. So kudos to them. Brilliant. Michael, yeah. we'll let you get off. Right. Enjoy the rest of Dragon Con. Thank you so much for doing a, a little re a report for us. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thank you guys for having me. All right, talk to you later, Leonard. Okay, take care. Adios. Bye. Excellent. So there you go. That's Michael P. who's done a report there from uh, DragonCon. We've got one or two people who've jumped in on the um, the chat room of, of the, uh, the our YouTube. Scott Angus saying DragonCon is known for the cosplay. And, yeah, I'm certainly seeing that. I do know that um, the Sneaky Zebra, and we have invited them on to join us, uh, but I know they're incredibly busy. Uh, this weekend, because this will be kind of Nirvana for them, just to see all the cosplay that's going on. Uh, this is Isabel Gutierrez, sorry, uh, is on my bucket list. Me too. Uh, I mean, I, th I think the first time I heard about Dragon Con was about four or five years ago uh, when Will Wheaton, uh, Chris Hardwick, single boys at that point, basically they knew that they were in for a good weekend. And they were, de I mean, that's when I first heard about Dragon Con, and it was kind of like a case of, Okay, this is where we go to cut loose. Uh, so you know, I think that's definitely what I'd like to go to DragonCon for. It just seems like so much fun, certainly for uh, for us grown-ups. But there we go. We now move on to our next live report, and uh, we're joined by Alyssa Franks from um, Star Trek Missions New York. How are you doing, Alyssa? I am well. Tired, uh, you know, Sunday. At con, I will say that this is a much smaller con than Dragon Con. I, I would have enjoyed to go to Dragon Con. However, the plane flights down there. Plus, it, it seems as though that it's a much, a, a lot more, uh, commitment level, a much higher commitment level is required to go to Dragon Con. And it really has to be a centerpiece. Like, in the scale of, um, New York City Comic Con or San Diego. Uh, and I wasn't really, really willing to do that at this point. However, um, Star Trek Missions is a very nice con. It's um, probably, I, I want to say, somewhere between a total attendance, I would guess, and this is a pure guess on my part, in the neighborhood of ten to 20,000 people over the course of the three days. Um, there is always... Room, there is plenty of room. I think we, four of us had lunch in the middle of one of the main walkways yesterday. Just stood there and eating our sandwiches, deciding where we were going to go next. Nobody bumped into us, you know, so there's plenty of elbow room here. Um, if anybody is interested in coming and making this part of a, uh, a weekend or a long week vacation in New York City, I would highly recommend it. Cool. I mean, is Star Trek Missions a annual event, or is this being is this something special for the fiftieth anniversary? Um, the idea that I'm getting is that they would like it to be an annual event. Whether or not it would be in New York City is not exactly known yet. Um, I will say that this particular venue that they have it in currently is tailor made for it. Uh, I don't know if anybody was able to, to see the pictures that well, I had had. Well, that's the question I was going to ask because I wasn't too sure. Whereabouts is uh, Star Trek Missions being held in New York? It's in the Javits Center um, where Artist Alley was uh, for New York Comic Con. Apparently, there's going to be some construction. It may not be here next year. You know, there's a lot of things in flux. However, this year, it is in um, Artist Alley. I'm going to flip the camera around so people can get an idea of the space. Uh, let's try that again. And there we go. So you, so you can see the entire, as I do a, a scan through, you can even see the back of the room. The show floor is relatively small. Right. But I will say it does pack some, um, really deep uh, and interesting booze. Two booze in particular. One is, so you can sort of go down into 
right in front, um, and we'll go down and take a look at that. I'm kind of uh, holding on here for a moment, hoping to be joined by uh, the read. Reed, Brian Stephenson from Reed Pop, who has promised to give us a couple of minutes of his uh, busy is busy Sunday. <laughs> but the other um, very interesting booth on the show floor has been the Oculus, uh, not the Oculus, the um, Ubisoft uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew booth. That I, I, I'm going to put some pictures up on my daily blog post for it today, and. They had a raffle for the time slots today. Everybody was there trying to win a time slot for this. <laughs> it is incredibly immersive. I, I'm not a video gamer, but I'm considering spending the 600 bucks on an Oculus. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, no. exactly. That's my level of commitment to this to this <laughs> game. Right. Just Who for curiosity. We've got one or two people from on the on the chat room turnaround. Um, how much of the booths have you been able to see? Because Samantha Beard is saying that the Rock Love booth looked amazing. Have you been able to have a really good look round? Or yep, absolutely. Um, we can certainly do that now. Well, I meant um, beforehand. Uh, have you have you had the chance this weekend to have a look, or has it been has it been panels for you? What, what's been your focus at this this event? Um, my focus has been primarily the floor, and I've been doing some tech talk uh, panels too. So it's uh, all been about SETI, um, search for extraterrestrial life, what will life take, um, some some pretty heavy hitting science. I did, and, and I'm kicking myself today. I did make it a priority yesterday to do the um, uh, the Star Trek Discovery for the new CBS oh, show. The new Brian Fuller show. Oh, yeah, right, okay. I just shoot myself in the foot for just not getting getting myself over there. But these things happen at con. That's the only thing I can say. <laughs> so anyway. I mean- just to clarify, I mean, is that the only kind of room that Star Trek Mission is taking up in terms of the exhibition floor, or are there other, other rooms as well? Nope. This is the only room. I am going to swing the camera around, um, and we can certainly take a walk around it. It's uh, I, probably, you know, to hit the highlights of the floor will probably take us five or ten minutes at the most. Um, let me swing around, though, and see if I can get uh, Brian. I'm doing the slow pan, not to make anybody sick. This <laughs> is this is the entrance um, where you come from the Javits Center. That's the concourse there. And then, um, I, I of am, course, we've I am, got some. I am loving how many people are actually who have made the investment in getting a Star Trek uniform. Oh, the cosplay those things aren't cheap. Is, <laughs> they aren't, and the cosplay is is absolutely intense. I'm I'm walking over to see if I could find Brian now, um, because it is exactly one thirty. This um just they've also put quite a bit in their um merchandising and, and in their placards. You'll notice I'm just going to kind of come over here and do a quick pan of how many things are sold out. Wow. I'm going to just squeeze no, that in is, here. That's, that's a lot of red tape over a lot of items, yeah. Yep. All of that. Still, there we go. It's, I mean, that's, I mean, the one thing that you do find at Read Pop events are this, it's popular stuff. It's high quality gear and people are very much up for um, mm-hmm. a, a decent piece of memorabilia from the con. So, excellent stuff. Plus, I, I, I don't think that, given the fact that this is a newer show, I don't think that people had put, uh, that Read Pop had bought a lot of merchandise to the show, and they're look. I, bu- I believe they are looking at getting more merchandise, relicensing sure. some merchandise. So I'm taking a walk down onto the floor. I mean, uh, we've got Sarita P, who's joined us on the the chat, saying that the original Star Trek set, uh, going and sitting in the captain's chair was pretty cool. Have you been able Absolutely. to get the chance? You've had the chance. I did, and I posted a picture. We'll get to that. 
Right now, I'm at the NASA booth here, and this is the, the beginning of the NASA booth where they've got uh, some exhibits for people to look at. I think, that's, I think that's very much the difference between, say, Star Trek and Star Wars. Star Trek is very much, um, sorry, Star Wars is very much in its own universe, as it were, where Star Trek kind of like encourages people to look to the future and taking that step via SETI, via NASA, via the actual science elements of, mm-hmm. um, of uh, sci-fi. And the neat thing is, is that NASA seems to uh, just enjoy that little bit of cosplay going on there. <laughs> now, you see, so he could turn around and say he's a perfectly decent Jonathan Frakes, but she's pretty, doing a pretty good Terry Farrell for my, it, for my liking. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you so see, this, I do know some of the names. Yeah. <laughs> This is um, also part of the NASA booth. It's a huge booth. They have it set up um, probably, I want to say, 30 by 50. And they have it set up um, basically so everybody's got triangles. And then each of these areas have uh, technology uh, of specifics that go into developing all of the probes and rovers and, and all of that. So you've got things like the propulsion that's a power. Big, that's a big stand, and people turn Sorry. around and say that people say that NASA haven't got the money. Good grief! <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, and I think I think the, I mean this is the centerpiece of the booth, and we'll get to the rest of it in half a second. I will say that they've been giving out some amazing swag at this booth. Those posters are just to die for. <laughs> <laughs> I think a number of us are aware just how big you are into your science. Uh, we've got uh, Aaron Neighbors who's asking, uh, have you managed to see Neil deGrasse Tyson this time round? No, he has not been here. Oh, man. I'm just going to. Yeah, I was really kind of upset. That's pretty much the NASA booth there. Uh, just to wrap up on them for one minute while I walk over to the Star Trek Beyond, uh, the Star Trek show that's airing tonight on the Smithsonian Channel. I think it's called uh, Building Star Trek. And they've got a nice exhibit here. They did a premiere of it. But to wrap up on NASA, it seems as though that they're really making an effort to cultivate the, the geeks and the science fiction fans because they're finally realizing for some strange reason it took them this long that we, that we could be really big supporters of theirs. <laughs> so. Um, you've got some questions coming in on the Q&A. Uh, basically, I know that you've been uh, taking part in a VR experience, which we talked about earlier. What was that like? Oh, Hands down. I mean, did you not hear what I said? I'm considering spending $600 on the <laughs> Oculus Rift. Yeah, but you didn't actually describe what you saw or what was the experience. <laughs> well, at the bridge crew, which is coming, um, the Star Trek bridge crew, which is coming up right over here, we have um, the, all of the four stations of the particular game. So you've got, these are all four people playing the game. You have the captain. Then the other three positions are navigator, tactical, and engineer. I've played two of these positions, uh, navigator and um, engineer. And in both of them, I have been completely immersed in it. It is a 360-degree sensation of being there wow. uh yeah it's uh, we kind of get the, the sense of it anyway uh well, certainly the one thing i'm uh, interested in is just the general the the general experience of the of the con uh like you say it's just mm-hmm. the one room so there's not a great deal mm-hmm. of walking around i mean you've had um uh, uh jason asking how is the uh the SDCC fit going, and how's that been applied? (laughs) Is there really the need to to move around as much because it is all in one room? No, um, there isn't in reality, and I'm just going to kind of catch a couple of the other booths while I'm uh, talking about the fit. It, It isn't as necessary, but New York is all about walking. It's just the way, the way of it. 
in that you have to park blocks away. You can't get a close hotel room. Uh, it's There's a, a smaller community like there is in San Diego. So consequently, you are ending up just powering through things. And, of course, the, the person who I'm staying with, Mike, is a very fast New York walker. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little behind um, in terms of that. However, my feet are fine. It's not an intense con because there isn't a lot of floor space to yeah. be covered. Okay, so well, let's talk about the panel rooms then. How many rooms are there available for uh, the panels? I believe there are, there's the main stage, which is about a 3,000 seat venue. And then we have... Um, Sorry, am I seeing a Doctor Who cosplayer at a Star Trek convention? A mashup. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, sorry, oh. I, I interrupted that. I had to interrupt. So, okay, so you're talking... No, no, you, go right ahead. <laughs> so you're talking three, um, three and a half thousand for the, uh, the main room. Uh, you say there were other rooms as well? Yep, there's a couple of other rooms um, in the in the back. Uh, I want to say that they're probably uh, two, 200 room, uh, 200 seat venues. I'm making my way, just for your information, to the Star Trek set. Um, and you can see it in the coming up. The line to sit in the captain's chair will walk the line and you will be like, oh, really? <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely surprised, let's be fair. This will give you an idea about what people are doing. The, the, the background behind it, plus people are standing there to um, taking pictures of you in various different positions. The line to do this is, and I, I'll, I'm going to do the, give an example of the FCCC fit so people can understand how long this line goes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You don't have to break yourself to do this, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. Just let me know if I'm breathing too hard. That, that's the big thing that we don't want to do is uh, give anybody an example. And then we do the big turnaround. That's not a line. That's not a oh, line. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> so this is, this is the back of the That's still a good 200 people. Cool. I was okay. standing in it yesterday, and it <laughs> took probably about uh, – yeah, I did. I did. Um, and it probably took, I want to say, 45 minutes to get through it um, from about here around. Well, I can imagine it is a very popular thing, and people do want to kind of get the most out of their time uh, on the uh, the captain's chair, I can imagine. Okay, I know that you wanted to try and get hold of Brian, but I can imagine he's incredibly busy at this point. So let's um, just take a, an overview of the uh, the convention from your from your own perspective as a trekker, and as I know you are a hardcore trekker. Is this a convention that celebrates the past, or is it something that is very much looking towards the future of Star Trek? What would what would you say that? Um, it celebrates the past, absolutely, but it also, what Reed Pop has managed to do is put, with the addition and money that they've been putting into the event, with the banners and the, the normal things that we attribute towards that a convention should do for a Comic-Con, they have been putting that money into doing a Star Trek convention. And in general, the fans who are used to more smaller cons and they're not used to having this, all of this uh, attention to detail paid have been very responsive and very happy with it. Cool. Um, we even have an, uh, the IDW booth where we had John Byrne signing yesterday. Um, uh, we have uh, Dirk Charm and Mike Johnson are here currently. I did just get a message from Brian and that he is in the store. Okay. So I am taking a shortcut through the NASA booth because they have carpeting. And, <laughs> you know, it's Sunday and we use escalators and elevators and carpeting. 
Fair enough. I guess, I'll tell absolutely. you what, while you're making that um, brief walk to uh, the store, let's do a, a little bit of SDCC news, um, or certainly the uh, the highlights of what's happening at the moment in terms of headlines that have uh, done the rounds uh, in the last uh, seven days. Certainly one of the highlights of um, the, uh, the SDCC news is the uh, news that they have invested uh, via a... Um, a shell company or a, a, a company which uh, CCI is a parent of to um, invest in three buildings in downtown uh, San Diego, which are um, going to be used at this point. We don't know what for. Um, we don't know if it's going to be for storage. We don't know if it's going to be an expat, some kind of expansion uh, of the convention, but it is showing an investment of CCI uh, in San Diego beyond their 2018 deadline, which they are set up with the agreement with the convention center. Um, a lot of people have been picking up on the news as well about the uh, the way that they finance this. As a non-profit company, they um, do have a, a second, like a, a a secondary company, which is using this because of the the legals of uh, being a non-profit charity. They have to disclose their tax uh, usages and also their their finances of their. Uh, of what they do with their money. They do have a lot of money in the coffers, and this is certainly a way that they have been able to use some of that money as uh, uh, expansion into uh, San Diego. So very interested in that indeed. Um, another part of the um, investment into the city, um, which uh, is slightly related to this, is um, regarding uh, that the San Diego Symphony musicians have signed a new five-year pact, which should help uh, the... Uh, the over 100-year-old orchestra uh, pursuing its expansion plans within San Diego. But um, they have done, or they've had to do, some very rigorous negotiations to stay in San Diego. Um, It's proving very much uh, uh, another bit of balancing act, and it's all down to the issues in terms of where the money is coming from, from the city. And once again, that ugly uh, subject is reared its head of the money coming and being dedicated to the Chargers Stadium and to Petco Park. It's something that I'm going to be uh, paying very close attention to. Um, but uh, in terms of just the money that's going around San Diego at the moment and the the kind of the discussions that are having to happen within San Diego just to keep these events and these organizations inside the town. Uh, is just proving um, very dramatic indeed. Uh, but Alyssa is currently uh, with uh, Brian, who is crossing off yet another item on the uh, merch store. Yeah, he's he had about four signs that he needed to <laughs> to, to come. Okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> now then, yep. now cool. then, sir, how are you doing, Brian? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Leonard? I'm fine, thank you. Now, the last time we spoke was a Star Wars celebration, and you had yes. a, you had a team around you who were running around like a blue ass fly, but you seem to be this time very much uh, on your feet, especially when it comes to all the the items that are selling out. How's how's it going on the merch? Uh, everything is everything's going fantastically well. You know, this is our first time doing a Star Trek event with our partners at CBS, so we weren't sure. You know, how much merch to order? What should we order? How are fans going to respond to it? But obviously the response has been overwhelming. We're almost sold out of everything. So, um, you know, now we're trying to find out if we can reprint any of it. So we're extremely happy. Um, the fans are extremely happy. It's, it's going really, really well. So we're, it's awesome. Great time. Excellent. What's, what's the tone been like? What's the, the vibe been like at this convention? Like you say, it's the, the first one that you've done here at the Javits Center. Yeah. Uh, so what's the, what's the atmosphere been like of the, the fans that have attended? <laughs> It's amazing, actually. You know, I've I've had countless fans come up and just saying, like, oh, my God, this is the experience we've been looking for. You know, things like that. Like, we really set about trying to create something that was unique for fans that had some Star Trek elements that they have never experienced before that would honor the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. But then also, you know showcase the the impact of star trek on the real world so we've actually got nasa here we've got the chief scientists of seti here um we've got a whole gaming zone where people could play the vr game for the first time and i know Alyssa and mike and everybody we've just had the, we've just had the tour yeah absolutely yeah 
Perfect. Perfect. So it's it's been going extremely, extremely well, and and fans are really, really happy. You know, it's it was um, going into it. You know, we're thinking about it, and it's just like, well, Star Trek kind of really, in some ways, created the fan convention concept. Um, you know, back 50 years ago, and like this community is just looking for this type of experience. And I'm, I'm, we took it very seriously and we wanted to do something special for them. And they've really rewarded us with an awesome experience and all of their excitement and all of their passion. And it's, it's been amazing to see. I'm, I'm very, very happy about how this event's gone. I mean, the one thing that Alyssa was explaining was that uh, when she'd been speaking to people that they've been really struck with the high quality uh, that uh, Report Report brought to the event, which is obviously something which is um, uh, very important to Star Trek fans because they are very demanding about what they want from a convention. Um, what, what have you heard in terms of the um, the panels and the content that you've brought? I mean, has there been any highlights that have st- uh, jumped out at you this this event? Um, there's been a couple. I thought last night we did a, a, a table reading of the Voyage Home, uh, which you know, going into it, Mark Altman, who put it together, wasn't sure, like, if this is going to work, or is it going to be cool, or fans going to like it, or are they not? And the casting was amazing. I mean, Mary Stuart Masterson playing Kirk, which was really cool, and <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and it brought in all these different actors, which are well-known in a variety of TV shows and, and other things, and, and they just had a really good time with it. And it was so unique and different, and nobody had seen anything like that. And that was really just so much fun, and the fans have been talking about it all day. But, you know, also there's been things like, you know, NASA and, and SETI talking about actual space, space exploration and how Star Trek influenced them as kids to become astronauts. I mean, things like that and those stories that come out, that kind of come out of an event like this really have an impact on people. And, you know, that's what's been most interesting as far as the panels go. Uh, there, there's been a bunch of other ones. Like this afternoon, we've got uh, Voyager just went off stage. Kate Mulgrew got a standing ovation. It was amazing. Um, and then we've got uh, Walter Koenig and William Shatner coming up, obviously highlighting the 50th and having those two iconic actors from the original series here. I'm sure that's going to be a highlight of everybody's day. I think that could be an interesting panel just because of the history between those two. So uh, no, that, that could be Absolutely. interesting. That's, that could be definitely cool. And uh, the one thing that I mentioned yeah. to Alyssa as well is um, that not only is it's celebrating the 50th, uh, 50 years of Star Trek. You're also looking to the future, what with Star Trek Discovery just around the corner. Um, we're also talking about um, the future of the event. Um, uh, is it possible that we'll, this could be an annual event for Repop? And uh, if so, is it going to stay in New York? Or are you thinking of moving it around? Yeah, that's that's all TD. And, and as you said, like the the it's a great time to be a star trek fan because discovery is on the horizon it's coming it's going to be big um you know we had a panel here about discovery too with the writers and there was some little things that came out in there and it's just getting the fans more and more excited about you know there's going to be new content there's going to be stuff to get excited about there's going to be a whole other generation of fans that hopefully comes into the franchise and then obviously the performance of the movie this summer with star trek beyond doing unbelievably well um you know i think for future missions, as we're thinking about future missions, um, that we'll definitely be highlighting the past, present, and future of this event, and there will always be some future-facing elements to what we do going forward. Uh, we've got a big meeting with our partners at CBS tonight. I know, I know they're uh, really happy about everything, and we're going to be going through some different options. Um, you know, we could very well bring this back to New York and, and try to make it even bigger and better in the future. It could travel to other cities. It could travel international. So the, the sky's kind of the limit right now, but I think everybody's feeling really good about where the event's headed, the experience we've delivered, because I think we did deliver a unique premium experience on this one. And, you know, we'll see what fans think, too. We're going to do some focus groups after the fact, um, you know, really get some honest feedback, hopefully, in our surveys. And then we'll decide what the future holds, and hopefully we'll be able to make an announcement about the future sooner, much, much sooner rather than later. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, there's sooner rather than later, and I like the way that you said the word, um, uh, so like focus groups and uh, meetings, and you didn't use air quotes as though there's going to be no adult beverages involved in those conversations <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know us too well. You know us too well, Leonard. <laughs> um, just Come a couple on. of questions. Uh, we've got someone who's um, jumping in on the uh, the chat room because we've got the, the, the new feature on the YouTube Live. Uh, Andrew English is saying, hoping for international. I think it's uh, certainly something uh, that he's hoping in very much like this the star wars uh, celebrations that you could take it um, 
worldwide. And uh, Sarita P yep. is asking, do you think there will be any merch available online? Whereas I'm just thinking <laughs> there's going to be any merch available, period. Yeah. So um, on the international piece, I think, uh, you know, obviously this franchise um, is able to go and travel just as well as Star Wars does. So, and with, you know, our, the global nature of what we do, we've actually got our team from Austria here experiencing this event with us. So, you know, I think, um, there's a lot of potential for international. I don't know if that'll be the next one or not. Like, that's gonna be, you know, CBS, uh, is gonna help us with that. Yeah, that's that's part of it. And then we'll see where that goes. And then as far as the merch goes, we're still waiting on a, on a firm answer. Um, we are telling everybody to sign up for the newsletter or follow Star Trek Missions on social. Um, we will update everybody one way or another if we're going to be able to make more merch or not. I know it's highly, highly in demand, and everybody everybody wants to get more of this. Um, so that's another question for the meeting tonight on if we're going to be able to, to do that. If not, you know, I definitely can assure you we'll do a lot more uh, in the future um, and future missions uh, if there are any, which I, you know, my fingers are crossed there will be. So well, uh, we'll keep everybody posted for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, that's probably the best way to wrap things up then. If you could actually, yeah, let us know cool. what, where's, what's the best way for, for us to keep an eye on uh, what's the future for missions. Uh, definitely go to Star Trek Missions. Um, dot com for the website. Uh, we'll be posting stuff there. You can sign up for our newsletter right there. You can also follow us on social at Star Trek Missions on Facebook and Instagram, and then Star Trek Mission without an S due to uh, the length of uh, Twitter's handles. Um, so it's Star Trek Mission on Twitter, Star Trek Missions everywhere else. And uh, hey, I've got a nice English add-on for you today, by the way, Leonard. I wore this. We, we're, we're, this rock, we're, we're rocking the flat caps. I like it. It's, it's certainly standing out. That's brilliant. Brian, awesome. thank you very much indeed. I'll let you thank you. Count, I'll let you count the other remaining six T-shirts that you've got left to sell. And um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's four now. <laughs> oh man! And I'll let you enjoy the rest of your weekend, Brian. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Take care. Thanks. It was great to talk to you. All right. You Bye-bye. too. Take care. Excellent stuff. I do like talking to Brian. The man really is passionate about what um, really what Repop does uh, with its events. So uh, thank you very much indeed to Brian for that time. I'll let him stick his rucksack back on and just kind of hydrate and get himself back into it. That's fantastic. Excellent stuff. And he's, so, oh, and he's gone. He's off. Fantastic. Yes, probably to another interview. <laughs> right then, Alyssa, just to wrap things up then. Um, positive experience. Um, what can you take away from this convention i mean is it has it been something that you would come back to or what would you suggest to them uh, as a as a thing moving forward um suggest to them i'm I, i'm not quite sure of i haven't i hadn't come <laughs> up with an idea for that with regards to personally this is perhaps a day a day and a half con uh, you want to look at the schedule, pick your days, um, unless the cost of a three-day ticket is the cost of a single, you know, a single or a single and a half days yeah. ticket. Um, you know, you want to do your, your money beforehand, sure. but it's I mean, not. I think, I think the question then uh, really is then can this be, if you took the panels out of the equation, could you do this in a day? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, we didn't even talk about the stamps. The U.S. Postal Service issued first day um, stamps, first day covers for their Star Trek stamps that they put on sale today, or I'm sorry, last Friday. Um, there was an, an entire panel with Walter Keith. He, I cannot pronounce his last name. Check off in the original series. Walter Koenig. Koenig. <laughs> um, was, You're supposed to be the Trekkie. I know, it, it, you know, life life happens. Um, <laughs> so there, there was all of the um, the higher uh, of the U.S. postal system were in the building presenting and issuing this uh, uh, these stamps. So that's been a huge line getting those stamps canceled because first day covers, if anybody out is out, doesn't know about stamp collecting are, are the coveted, you know, one of the, the rare coveted stamps to get. Okay. Huge, another huge line. Right. Uh, I would do it again. 
Um, I'm not sure how much money I would sink into it, but it is absolutely worth it. The panels are very interesting, and unlike I think where we're going with conventions, just to, to wrap it up here, is that it seems like things are getting a little bit more streamlined for particular areas. You're still going to have the San Diegos and the Dragon Cons, but it also seems like that you're starting to get conventions for cosplaying, conventions for Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars conventions. Very, um, it, it, it's it's add, splintering down into very specific areas of fandom yeah yeah okay yeah. one thing to add is that simplicity who does um dress patterns uh historically is now getting into uh cosplaying and they have an entire line and i could do this quickly if you if we still have a moment while i <laughs> okay uh, okay, okay. Well, I'm just doing that there. I, the, pan, the booth is right behind the Hallmark booth, so you get an idea about how fast Alyssa will move through a con. Um, <laughs> I, I just I just think I know and, exactly who you're hitting up as sponsorship for the forum. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. This is the Simplicity booth here. And you'll see that they've got mannequins with a representation of the... Uh, the patterns, they've got their website, and they are actually selling at the convention patterns. Okay. For, yeah, well, it's a brilliant idea. I don't know why people haven't thought of this before. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, Alyssa, we'll let you get off and enjoy the rest of your, um, uh, your uh, convention. And, um, yeah, uh, what, what, have you, what have you got lined up for this afternoon? Um, just one uh, brief thing to say. Uh, sorry, there's going to be no weekend television. I did mention the Star Trek thing. Go on my blog. I, I can't access it at the same time that I'm doing the uh, the video show. The rest of the day, there's a couple of Trek Talk panels. I'm going to see if I can get into the last big NASA panel. Uh, I don't know. We're, I think we're going to go out for a nice meal, maybe with some drinks, just although I'm driving. Keep it footloose and fancy. Uh -oh. I like it. Excellent stuff. Absolutely. Cool. We'll Alyssa, see everybody next week. Absolutely. Alyssa is going to be hosting the show next week because I'm going to be doing my live report from ICE. But thank you very much indeed for joining us, Alyssa. You're welcome, Leonard. I'll be with you to the end of the show. Oh, okay. Excellent stuff. Right. So in that case, let's do uh, just one or two final pieces because uh, that was a little bit longer than uh, we were thinking. But let's see if we can wrap this up nice and quick. Uh, considering we have got um, just a couple of uh, uh, news stories that are coming up. We wanted to very quickly ask Brian about uh, New York Comic Con, which, of course, Repop is now going to be gearing up for after uh, Star Trek missions. Um, They've made a couple of announcements over the last seven days, 14 days, about their expansion uh, over the course of um, the, the New York Comic Con. Certainly they're uh, taking over the Hammerstein Ballroom, uh, where you've got uh, the, certainly the, uh, the showcase uh, program that's going to be uh, there is uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. But they have revealed their panels and screenings. So if you want to head to newyorkcomiccon.com slash events slash panels dash and dash screenings, all of the information there is um, listed about what they've got lined up for this year's um, event in October. We will hopefully be having a live um, report from Alyssa from that. Looking forward to seeing uh, what New York Comic Con delivers this year. And last but not least, um, if you are a professional, if you're wanting to apply for San Diego Comic Con 2017, if you head to the um, uh, CCI website, comic dash com.org um, they are now accepting applications for professional registration um, we are gearing up at this point as well towards pre-registration no news yet about when that's going to happen but we are suspecting at some point in november as soon as we find out we will of course be letting you know and covering that in a special show here on the uh, on the show and that's pretty much us. Um, I did want to try and get around to Patricia, uh, but she's just um, gotten out of what she was doing at, um, at Fan Expo in Canada. And I've been told that her signal is particularly poor. So we'll uh, let her enjoy the rest of her uh, con as well. 
from all of us here on uh, Talking Colcom, thank you so much for bearing with us as we've learned our new um, uh, procedure when it comes to YouTube Live. Thank you very much indeed to everyone who's jumped in on the uh, the live chat as well. Scott Angus, Sarita P, Aaron Nabus, uh, Andrew English, um, Corgi Commander, hello Jason, and uh, one or two new people in there as well, uh, Crynavok, or Cry, Cry Havoc. Oh, it's Cry Havoc, of course it is. Okay, I was just, I, so I'm getting a little bit tied up. Violet Kruger, Isabel, uh, Graham, thank you so much for joining us. Do let everyone know that we are going to be back next week as Alyssa is going to be in this position hosting the show and I'm going to be doing my out and about, walking around and checking out ICE, International Comics Expo. That's next Sunday. We're live from 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. GMT. We'd love for you to join us. From everyone down there talking Comic-Con, do take care and enjoy the Sorry. rest of your Sunday. Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I did find the Rock Love booth and am having uh, just a couple of pictures. This is uh, from a necklace that I that I showed off earlier. And if anybody is interested, Rock Love, their stuff is gorgeous. Now you see that's have the a kind nice of day, thing. week. <laughs> we that, you see that's the kind of thing that I would like to wear. Maybe an earring, but moving on. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, all.